Welcome to True North. Stories from Northwest Denver. We're your co-hostesses, Jennifer Wolf and Robin Hoke. So we're at 7 on 10 at 4521 Tennyson Street. It's a new slot home development. And we were having trouble finding the unit, right? Well, not, not the unit itself, but just the way in. Yeah, I mean, right. we looked on the wrong side of the building at first, and it's got all the meters. Um, and I do appreciate they're, they're on the side because yeah. uh, the one right down the street across from the Oriental, yeah. they're right on the street side. So oh, yeah. right at like eye yeah. level and it just looks like... Which is also dangerous if anybody ever were to crash into that side oh of the gosh. building. to be like an electrical room that I think is a sump pump right there oh okay. yeah and um, so not where the concierge stands no <laughs> no so let's move your car, on the ballet we'll the ballet move on closet. down the street um, as I mentioned I like at least you know this development is attempting to use some brick which is nice yeah, not all of them the are and I like the fish scales I think they're kind of fun yeah. it makes it a little more interesting and then we also have some windows on the outside. What we don't have is we don't have a welcoming sense of entry. Um, there is... Maybe they'll put some plants here eventually yeah, with I'm some sure landscaping. There'll be some nice landscaping. Yeah, so oh, okay. this is the entrance. Oh. So right here is where a guest would come, like if they parked on the street, they would come here. And then I'm assuming I'm not really sure. This is, we're standing on a driveway, so this is how all the units will get into their garages. There'll be some sort of a turnstile, so they basically they'll drive onto it and it'll turn their car around Ooh, so they can like back Thomas in. Thomas the train. Yeah, so they can back in. Oh well, I just know there's one right here. Maybe just because that's an app. So odd access exactly so it might be just this unit here because these ones can can pull in directly yeah so but what I'm not sure about it maybe I don't think there's a door so if you have company I guess they walk through your garage or maybe the back door I'm not really sure elevator Awesome. That was always my question about these homes okay. is if you broke your leg, what would you do to get to your bedroom? Right? Well, now we know. There you go. Okay. You don't have to have one of those Goonies. Um, remember, not Goonies. What was that? Uh, Gremlins. Oh, yeah. Remember the old lady goes up on this? <laughs> That's your garage entry. This would be. And your entry to your elevator. Mm -hmm. <laughs> this is where Jeeves stands to push your button. This is the great thing about slot homes is, okay, you have several different 
levels and it's all vertical. And it's all vertical. Yeah. So this is great that they have an elevator. I've been in several but with down. no elevators. Um, but you know, the openness, I think that's why people love them. Well, everything's brand new, it's open. Um, but as the reason why neighbors don't like them is because I think is they're just not very, they're not really part of the block. They're very self-contained yeah. in, into themselves, right. drawn into themselves. And so if you live here, there's real, unless you have a dog, there's no reason for you to know or meet your neighbors. True. You just drive into your garage and come home yeah. and leave every day. You know the people that you share your walls with. Well, now, who are the people in your neighborhood? In your neighborhood, in your neighborhood. Say, who are the people in your neighborhood? They have like a shared courtyard or something, but it doesn't well, seem like they do. I haven't seen that. Uh, because again, it's about maximizing getting as much on the space as possible. Yeah, sure. and that's why they're boxy because yes. rounded corners uh -huh. do not maximize square footage. Exactly, and um, you know, empty space is wasted space. Okay. And so, also, you know, they're probably assuming people will use communal parks, mm -hmm. which this is in between uh, Caesar Chavez Park and Berkeley Park. Mm -hmm. So. Well, looking at the kitchen and the type of uh, fixtures and materials that are used, they look pretty standard, basic. Um, what kind of countertop is that? I believe these are quartz. Yeah, quartz. Those are nice. Yeah, they're beautiful. Mm -hmm. And I like that backsplash too. It's almost like a mother of pearl. Mm -hmm. And nice cabinets. Um, this is something you don't often see is an outdoor space. This is the most expensive unit in this development at 695000 And they're probably the only this one and maybe the one on the other side with an outdoor space exactly. on this level, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's going to get loud on this side, too. Sure. You know? Sure. All right. All right. It's upstairs. Cute little quarter bath. Or is there a shower in there? No. No. This is just a guest bathroom closet. Okay. Ooh, is anyone watching the stairway? <laughs> oh, <I know>. Yeah. <laughs> On uh, Netflix? No. Oh, no. It's like the new murder mystery thing that everyone's watching. It's, uh, this stairway looks a lot like that. Oh. <laughs> is it based on facts? Yes, it, it, yeah. it was a forensic file. Yeah. That's what I was um, okay, so washer dryer. So this is obviously the bedroom level. Okay, so we started in at the garage level, and then we came up, and there was a kitchen and a bathroom and, like, a living space. Mm -hmm. And now we are up here on the third level in the bedroom with, again, a giant window. How yeah. big is that? Like, it's eight by six? And then, like, a linen so closet. Yeah, this closet. Oh, you this is an elevator suite. all the way up. If oh, you break your leg. Good. Okay, <laughs> then you just come to your bedroom. So I would think that would be good for elderly people, too. Sure. Yeah. Well, and that is what definitely sets this project aside as the elevator. Yeah. It's well, not a huge master, master, but it's functional. Well, you know, I've lived in historic homes in this neighborhood as well, and they're, you know, we were one of the few people to even have a master suite. Oh, it's pretty yeah. tiny. Yeah. And no closets, so. Mm -hmm. Where is, do we go back? Right oh, okay, yeah. yeah. Right back Small closets are nothing that I'm not used to. Right. We learned to live with it. It's got a nice Venetian plaster finish. Right down the street there, my friend that is all scraped and ready to, to probably have another slot home, my friend was trying to save a bungalow, historic oh, yeah. bungalow. 
Do you remember the GoFundMe? Yeah. <laughs> Did it work out? Yeah. No, no, no. Uh, she never got it. They were going to buy it mm-hmm. and own it, you know? Yeah. And, um, yeah. and it was historic and really beautiful. And mm-hmm. then as a second option, they were even trying to just raise move the it. money to oh, move yeah. the house. The whole thing. And yeah. that, you know, wow. it was still, they ended up just scraping it. Oh, uh, I know. Yeah, oh, Chuck, I just love the, the light that this unit gets. And yeah. I mean, it feels like the other units inside would not. I mean, architecturally, you can't have this kind of lighting on in a middle area. No, if you you're know. in the middle, if you're in the end unit, you get your box stand. Yeah. But if you're in the middle, you're in the middle. One little weird in the middle. Oh my gosh! Wow, this is huge up Rooftop here. Rooftop deck. I mean, this is your guests could sleep oh, out here. Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah. Seriously. You gonna put a pop-up tent out here? Yeah. Okay, so they all have a rooftop deck. Um, okay, cool. And we're looking south down Tennyson right now. Look at all of the development. <laughs> yep, you can wave at all the other rooftop decks. Wow. North side of this unit, and there's one right next to it. Yeah, so we're so kind of peeking yeah, into their scene. Unit. That's for the first the unit. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. So there's grill. two gas lines. You could have two grills. Oh my gosh. Dueling grills. You could have like. Um, I mean, if you're having a huge party. Yeah. yeah. Right. Well, I gotta say, everything feels really solid in here. I just imagine that you'd come into a place like this, and it would feel really. Like they threw it up. Yeah. Real that, quick. Exactly. Yeah. Lovely. Well, I know the agent. He's done some other. Um, listings of some other um, slot home developments in town and uh, Bill Struble and he seems to be pretty reputable yeah. so I don't can't imagine he'd align himself with a terrible development All right, so we're here with Veronica Montoya. Hi, North Northsider. North What's up, Northside? <laughs> <laughs> so you are a North High graduate. Yep, class of 1986. Also, uh, Skinner alum and Edison alum. Edison wow. Eagles, Go Skinner Eagles. Scorpions. Woo! Caca. <laughs> oh wait, no. What do the Eagles don't say? Caca. They go. They go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good. <laughs> oh my god, this is awesome. So, um we uh wanted to chat with you because you have the unique perspective of not only being a OG North Sider, but you're also a realtor. Yeah. So you've caught that. right in the middle. Oh man. <laughs> so torn. Yeah. Well, you know, I just I say I kind of ride the fence between, you know, um Loving a lot of the development that has happened, all the positive changes, but then also feeling a little uh, invisible in my neighborhood that I've been in for nearly 50 years. So um, I guess that's part of the change. And when you are a single woman with no children, I think um, that further isolates you from the, the community. Your face. Uh, pretty much, dude. <laughs> <laughs> or either that, Probably. or I'm being mistaken for the nanny if I'm with my uh, best friend's kids. Yeah. You know. That's happened to me. Yeah. With my own with child. Kids? Right. <laughs> right. So or I'm pretty sure that people 
when they see me come and go from my own house that they think I'm the cleaning Right? <laughs> oh, no. I've been asked, uh, how do you get all that dog hair out of my son's house? At a funeral for a friend, unfortunately. His parents thought oh. I was the maid. Oh, my yeah. Yeah, it's very sad. Topic. That is a whole <laughs> other topic. But no, you know, it's just um, I, I love my neighborhood. I love my home. It's my family home that I actually moved back into in 2000. I'd kind of lived all over Capitol Hill and had moved back to the north side in, gosh, I guess, 97. And um, in 2000, um, I moved back into my parents' house. Uh, because at some point in time, they turned the whole back part of the house into a uh, two-bedroom, one-bath apartment. And that's where, like, so pretty yeah. much every uh, sibling I had, except for my older sister, lived there at one point in time. And then everybody got families and moved out, and mom and dad were going to be alone. So it was thought that I should move back home and save some money to buy a place. And it actually just worked out for me because I had some health issues that year. And... Um, you know, I was supposed to take care of them. They ended up taking care of me for, for about a year. But, um, you know, it's just worked out for me to live there. Uh, now my mom's 83. My father has since passed. But we will live there um, likely until my mom passes. And then I may sell the house because it's a huge property. But to be quite honest, um, I don't think I could afford to live there by myself um, sure, now, sure. you know. I afford my house. Right. Now. Yeah. right. I mean, it's, you know, and, and it's not I'm not even talking about mortgage. I'm just talking about the upkeep of it. It's it's hard, you know, um, taking care of a big house. But we love our neighborhood. We love being here. And, you know, I'm doing everything I can to just keep us afloat. And mainly, I think where it's changed has been with the people. Um, the neighborhood I grew up in, all the neighbors knew each other and, you know, watched each other's kids. And I do see that now with people with school-aged kids, and that's great. Like, here's a perfect example. So on my block in Potter Highlands, they've had a block party on Alcott Street for several years now. Mm -hmm. Last year was the first year my mother and I were invited. And so we went happily. And um, But I'll tell you, when we got there, very few people greeted us or said hello. I had to go up and introduce myself to people. And my mom felt kind of, you know, bad about that because she's 83 years old. She's right. not in any way intimidating. And people. it's not her job to go up. And nobody came over to her. I mean, a few a few people. But everybody knows each other because their kids all go to school together. Oh. Well, and that's great. I love that. I so love hearing. everyone was connecting with each other. Yes. But just not engaging with you. Exactly. And I don't know why that is. I am a friendly person. Was was it like a paper invitation? Did yes. Come? Okay. Yeah, it was a paper invitation. Did which, you happen to ask anybody, you know? Well, I knew the neighbors who, who were kind of organizing it, and right. I've known them, and they've been lovely and friendly for years. It's just all the new people that have moved in. It's mm. funny because, you know, you would assume that people who cho choose to live in our neighborhood instead of moving out to the suburbs are living here because they want a city experience and they want some diversity and yet they don't either really want it or maybe they really like the Mexican it. food. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't... <laughs> what? Yeah. I don't hmm. know. We brought enchiladas, but they didn't really get... Well, I don't think they got eaten too much. You're invited to my block. Right? Party. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I'm right now. Yeah, no kidding. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, it kind of bums me out a little bit because I do... I love... 
you know, kids and I love hearing the sound of, uh, it's been years, like we went years with no, it was a very quiet block and now all of a sudden you hear kids screaming and playing on the trampolines and running around playing hide and seek and, and I love it, mm -hmm. but those kids don't know me. Yeah. Right. You know, and right. as far as they're concerned, I'm some creepy old lady, I guess. I don't know. Get off my lawn. <laughs> right? <laughs> Yo, kids, don't ride your big wheels in front of my house. <laughs> so these are young families that are moving into these Victorians and fixing them up, or yeah. they already well, there no, much? No, a lot of these, I think, are newer families that have moved into the mm -hmm. neighborhood. And, um, you know, we on, on my block... We have a lot of craftsmen, uh, bungalows, and Victorians. Mm -hmm. most, most of them, though, are. Um, it just depends on which side, but the side where they had the block party are just mostly craftsmen, a few just the, the ranch-style bungalows. So we just uh, toured some slot homes. Who's yes. moving into those type of developments? Single um, people and um, empty nesters. Okay. And um, Hence the elevator. Hence the elevator, but I will say um, I don't see um, too many empty nesters buying the units without elevators. Okay. Typically, empty nesters don't want to do a lot of stairs. They want to buy a home that they can age in place, which is going to be a ranch home. Okay. So that elevator certainly makes it more accessible to everyone versus the other slot homes are only going to be for people that want to basically walk up and down stairs all day. So I'm going to have nice butts. <laughs> don't break your leg. <laughs> right. Don't break your leg because you will not get up to the top level. <laughs> you sleeping on the couch. So what are some other trends that are going on in our neighborhood? In terms of building? Yeah. Building. Um, well, I mean, they're not going to be building slot Pop homes tops. anymore, but uh, popping the tops is still popular. Um, they, uh, the accessory dwelling units, that's another trend, mm -hmm. which I think is quite nice. Um, mm -hmm. People are going to be able to convert like their garages to have living space above their garages and um, either rent that out or have family live back there. I think um, one of the things I would like to see is um, helping our elderly citizens who want to stay um, in their homes and age in place, helping them make modifications to their homes where they can take on uh, renters mm -hmm. that um, can either help them, uh, like, you know, for lesser rent, maybe um, cooking, cleaning, um, any sort of yard work assistance that they need. I think so that exciting. would be a really win-win situation. And talk about building community if you Absolutely. can have those intergenerational connections. Yeah, I think that's huge. And that's, I think, what we're missing out on now. Again, you see a lot. Uh, I mean, I think it's amazing to see all of the cool stuff that our North Denver parents are doing for the schools. Mm -hmm. It's so invigorating, like all the fundraisers, and with the emphasis being on fun. Um, <laughs> and, um, but I think our seniors get left out. And I saw that years ago when I was on the honey board and they stopped sending out the honeybee. It was a cost-effective um, cut, you know. It, it just wasn't cost-effective to mail those out anymore. They put everything online. But there were a lot of seniors that looked forward to that little newsletter and knowing what was going on in the neighborhood. And they're not connected to the Internet. I mean, my mother is. I've made sure of that. But not everybody has. Phones, yeah. yeah. Not everybody has, you know, um, children that help them, you know, stay connected tech support, or yeah. and tech support that. Yeah, yeah that's huge. So it's one thing to get set up, but 
you know, maintaining it, maintaining it, using it effectively. Yeah. So I'm seeing a lot of disconnects, you know, and I also, um, when I started the uh, honey social committee with Lou Stasco and Paul Tamborello, we started the honey hours as an attempt to bring the neighborhood together and have, you know, old and new, old and young, and just, you know, everybody coming together to a local um, restaurant or establishment to um, break bread, have a drink, support the restaurant. Um, And it kind of turned into more about, like, what prizes we were raffling off that month (laughs) and what restaurant we were having at and what what they were serving. And, you know, and, and so some of our older restaurants didn't get that same love and kind of bummed me out because, to me, it was about supporting, you know, our establishments that have been here for years as well as welcoming in new restaurants. So, you know, there have been some misses, I think, that um, have happened with this, you know, gentrification and revitalization of our neighborhood. I think there's really tremendous opportunity there that's just not being met. We, I went after a workout recently with a friend. She said, oh, there's this new place down the street. Let's go try it. And um, I was kind of following her a backwards weird way, and we parked and we walked, and I was, you know, staring at my phone as I was walking up. Didn't really realize where I was. We we walked through the door, sat down, got the menu, and I finally looked up and looked outside, and I thought, wait, that's the bug. Are we sitting in the old Patsy's? And we, I I got emotional. Yeah. (laughs) I because I walked in. You know, once I looked up and walked through the door, I thought, wow, this is hip. This is cool. This is beautiful. You know, yeah. all this lovely wood and all these great, cool light fixtures. Um, and then I sat down. And when I saw the bug theater sign, I just like lost my breath for a second mm-hmm. and thought like I felt like I was cheating on it. You yeah. know, like it felt being like I was just being disloyal to the old school. I mean, Patsy's was one of our. Absolute oh, yeah. favorites oh, yeah. as so it is to everybody. I mean, we ordered Patsy's when I gave birth to my son, and I had it in the hospital. Oh. I mean, we was it was one sure. of our staples. So, um, just an interesting sort of mind game with, with myself that that happened in that moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you know we proceeded to try all the you know hip cool new things on the menu, and and of course it was a it was a fun experience with my friend, and um, you know we we want to go back, but it just was a very bizarre experience. Yeah. Because, you know, this is the new now. Yeah, the new normal. Definitely. Like, I'll find myself driving down the street and see a vacant lot and think, oh, my God, what was there? What was there? Like, And and just kind of panicking, like, that I've forgotten, like, what was there? Because, you know, for years, I mean, seriously, I've lived in this neighborhood almost my whole life. And it's just so different now. Well, you know, what threw me off was walking up to to the restaurant and there was, like, this super high-end cute boutique kind of right next to it I mean I didn't even feel like I was on the street where Patsy's restaurant was I just it didn't even occur to me until I sat down it took me that long (laughs) and that's the thing is we're seeing a lot more high-end restaurants and boutiques here because obviously the demographics are there Mm -hmm. but there's still people that you know are I mean this was a traditionally working class neighborhood yeah you know that's why 
um, highlands came about. That was where all the, the working class moved to. I mean, the people that lived here built it. Yeah. Yes. And yeah, they so, were the Masons who did yes, all the quality. Yes, exactly. All the tradesmen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, my father was a master plumber, and we had a lot of businesses, um, uh, locations all over Denver, mm-hmm. and um, or all over the north side, rather. And, um, you know, a lot of the people that we grew up with were also tradesmen of some sort. But it's uh, definitely, I mean, I live across from a doctor and um, she's, she's some sort of an attorney. She's like a investigator for defense attorneys or something. But um, a lot more professionals now um, than when I grew up, which is great. It's lovely. And my immediate neighbors right uh, around us are, are just wonderful. I yeah. just would like to connect with more. Definitely. And, you know, there are pockets of opportunities. At Edison, we had a community garden. Yes. And three of our master gardeners were um, elderly people nice. from the neighborhood. Yeah. And they would work with the classes and during planting season and talk to them about, you know, planting different um, natural pesticides mm-hmm. along with your tomatoes and Wonderful. all sorts of different um, lessons they had that they tied in um, the curriculum from the school in mm-hmm. with the planting. So that was so valuable. Yeah. And I am glad that that's continuing and thriving. Absolutely. I think there's room for all of us here. Um, I just, you know, again, with the slot homes, um, I think why people don't like them. I mean, here's my a couple reasons I have, and it's not just relegated to slot homes, but with any new development. I like setbacks. I don't like um, the new stuff that's being built right up to the sidewalk. Mm-hmm. I just think it l- doesn't look good. It doesn't feel s- private or safe. Yeah. Or homey, it's like industrial. Right? And it's just, you know, I I wouldn't want anybody, if I were living there, anybody walking down the sidewalk could look right into the picture window into the house. Mm -hmm. And so I think you lose that sense of privacy. It also, safety, I think, is, you know, questionable. And, and, you know, so for the slot homes, since they're not putting windows at street level, that addresses that. But then it also has that kind of... Um, very locked off sort of feel. You know, it mm-hmm. does not feel welcoming. They're yeah. they're turned into themselves. And like I was saying earlier, you could drive home, go into your house, live your life, and drive out, and you would never know, have to know your neighbors or know what's going on in your neighborhood. It's sure. it's that sort of access. Um, Versus, you know, a lot of the older architecture have lovely front porches or a more welcoming a mailbox um, on the street. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so I think um, for me, again, so it's setback and then material. Yes. So um, I do um, question some of the material that's been used on some of these new developments. They don't seem like they'll have longevity. Like, you know, our homes were built to last. Like my home is a brick home that was stuccoed over. And I don't know what kind of stucco they use, but knock on wood, we don't have like tons of cracks and all the stuff that you see like in stucco. And, you know, the house was built in 1924. So, Mm It's, it's definitely almost 100 years old, but it's definitely built to last. And so that would be my only thing. Sure. Um, because you know, this neighborhood's gone through all sorts of phases. Huh? Absolutely. We, I, we lived in a Victorian before this over on the other side of Sloan's Lake. And 
there's even some of these houses that were clearly maybe the farmhouse that had a bunch yes. of farm mm-hmm. acreage around Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Yeah. And I've always said that this home's, um, you can drive around the neighborhood and the architectural is a testament to all the different types of people that have lived here through the years. Right. So, you know, the definitely the Victorians or, you know, the Scottish influence, the German influence, the, the, the uh, Italian, Italian mm-hmm. the, the craftsman homes with the, yeah. the tradesmen um, that the tradesmen built. And um, then you have the little, you know, casitas that popped up in the 60s and little, you know, frame ranches, even, um, you know, Chaffee Park right there off of... Uh, like 49th, 50th, and Pecos back in there. That was um, one of the first GI developments post-war. So oh, if you were wow. a, uh, yeah. And so if you uh, were a veteran, that was an opportunity to buy in there. And even that neighborhood used to be affordable. And you could go in there. And um, I sold a cute little two-bedroom, one-bath ranch there a few years ago for 235 I guarantee you they could get 350 for it now. Wow. And um, it's it's tiny, you know, mm-hmm. but um, that's just what's happening. But so, you know, our neighborhood has always been socioeconomically diverse, which brought, made it culturally diverse. Right. And now we're not seeing as much diversity. Um, and, you know, people, um, sadly, like what I've seen, um, you know, with the Hispanic culture, um, is that there's some families that just cyclically have been renters. And I don't think, I don't know if it has to do with discrimination they face, that their grandparents faced or whoever, that they couldn't buy. Because there was a time when it was very difficult to buy a home. Mm -hmm. And there was redlining all over our city. And um, maybe that's how they just became cyclically just committed to renting, you know? And so a lot of those people have been pushed out of the neighborhood because they can't afford to buy over here. Or even rent. Or even here. rent I mean, anymore. The rent over here is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I, uh, as far as I'm concerned, I've been, um, for my p- better part of my career, have really been trying to advocate and help um, people who have lived here their whole lives and, and own real estate to make sure that they um, are as knowledgeable as possible in, in terms of what the value of their home is, things that they can do to invest in their home to make more money if they do decide to sell. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm, hopefully someday that'll all pay off. Right now it's just me giving a lot of free info, which I am happy that I am, a, am able to give. But... You know, that's kind of been a, a real passion project of mine is trying to help seniors stay in place, stay in age in place and a- access resources. Dura being a big resource, Brothers Development. There's a lot of resources out there to help people get their houses fixed. And, you know, it attaches a lien to their house. But if they're not going to sell it, they just, they just have to pay it when they do sell the house. Um, because right now, like if you're a senior citizen and you want to access the equity in your house, they're looking at your debt to income ratio. And if you're on a fixed income, you're not going to be able to access all that equity that you have, which is kind of a shame. Right. Because then they can't make the improvements that they want to to their house to have, you know, um, family members be able to live there as well, you mm-hmm. know? So it's kind of a gatch 22. I think we need to look at 
fixing that. But that's again a whole other, yeah. a whole other podcast. My grandmother was ninety two. She passed away uh, two years ago in her, in her home in West Wash Park, and. I think they paid $7,200 for that house oh my goodness. in the 60s. Mm-hmm. And, but they definitely came from that era of, you know, I mean, they, they suffered a, a lot of racism, uh, a lot of discrimination. And um, that house, my grandma actually, t- she wrote her story about moving up here from the San Luis Valley and walking by this house to work. And when it came for sale... She just had her set set on it, and she got it figured out. And wow. they they got that house for their family with their four daughters, and raised right. all four out of it. And um, we were so glad that she mm-hmm. was able to stay in it. But I know that that's definitely not the case. She was using resources such as um, Volunteers of America. Sure. Um, there was another one, Helping Hands. I want to say something like mm-hmm. that. Um, and you know, one day they just showed up, and there was a guy with a with a industrial drill, and he made a, a railing, you know, on her front steps that she hadn't had because oh, she was using her sure. retaining wall to like oh, get herself up Lord. those steps oh gosh, and a neighbor so called. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, yeah. and they came and they, Icy they gave her a, and everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, I mean, there were, there were definitely some resources that she had, um, but th- there's just not enough. No, there's not. But a lot of the issue too is I think people don't know about them true and so again as neighbors if we can reach out to other you know elder neighbors uh, well that's the thing I've learned um, just through helping my own parents like seniors are such a great wealth of information and just you know my I two think. elderly neighbors are, are friends of mine on Facebook. Oh, that's and so it's so cool. sweet. They are, they're, you know, they're always around. And so they're always making really sweet comments. And yeah, but it's nice to know that, you know, if they need anything, that's another way. I mean, that's they have our it. phone number, but I mean, it's great to sort of have them be feel active in, yeah. a, in a community. So to I speak. mean, that's the neighborhood I want to live in. Right. Yeah, that's definitely. where we all are there for each other. And we're helping them shovel their walks. Exactly. And There's a nonprofit in our neighborhood. Um, it's called Here's a little help. Yep. A little help. A little help. Yeah. That's who did the railing at my grandma's house. Oh, that's so nice. I'm glad you remembered. Yay. Awesome. So, um, yeah, they can, you can sign up to help somebody rake their leaves and simple tasks. So Mm -hmm. well, good. That's a good challenge for all of our listeners and ourselves. Yeah. To get involved with a little help. More involved. But yeah, I mean, all the new development is is just great. Like the the actual finishes, the functionality. I mean, they're just beautiful. But again, with the you know three four level homes, you're only going to have a certain demographic. And back to you know your grandmother buying in Westwash Park, and my dad buying in North Denver, and my mom's family buying in East Denver. Mm-hmm. Those were the only neighborhoods our families could buy in. You know, they were not going to be buying out in the suburbs anymore. And so it's kind of ironic now to see, um, you know, those families that could only buy in these neighborhoods now being pushed out to beyond the suburbs. Right. I mean, it's it's kind of crazy. But, you know, I know change is inevitable. Um, I just personally would like to see a more diverse central Denver. You know, I I think... More affordability. I mean, just look at that whole corridor too, over off of Brighton Boulevard. I yeah. know they're seeing like the Zeppelin Group is really trying to work on advocating for things like that, like affordable units. Absolutely. And, but then it's like, don't they have a 
mandate. Affordable. Yeah, right. they do, but that's the thing. I mean, there's those what laws are written so, yeah, exactly. Yeah. What For years, I have been complaining about the affordable um, housing criteria. The average median income is ridiculous. What is, do you know uh, what it is? Uh, I, it's high probably right insert here (laughs) (laughs) um yeah i can't remember but it's not it's it's ridiculous because i've had it's not or or it's people who i know who make good money and but they're still month to month and again still don't qualify for that program so it's a very narrow um amount of people that that can um qualify for those and you know it's okay that they don't increase in value more than three percent a year it gives people an opportunity to at least buy and get into the buying game um and, and or the owning game rather and um own something rather than paying paying rent but they need to change that those qualifications yeah. I, I just they're they're ridiculous yeah, and the, uh, the percentage of the community that's being built um, that has to be set aside for those type of units. My husband and I did a hard hat tour of the Lakeview mm-hmm. development, and that's oh my gosh, yes, yeah. it's going to be spectacular. Yeah, it I is. mean, floor to ceiling windows, uh, oh yeah, rooftop swimming pool. They have a huge wow. area set aside for a community <laughs> garden, um, like wow. organic community garden, wow. and uh, and community rooms and workout facilities and yoga rooms and oh um, i'm sure it's going to be just like the um what's the development right across from city park yes can't think of it definitely reminded me of that yeah but uh you know they talked about how they're um there's space for six different restaurants which is exciting Mm -hmm. and then yeah so they're pointing out this is going to go here and this is going to go there and you know they kind of point off to the distance and that's where the affordable housing will be over Mm -hmm. there right over yeah (laughs) after we kick out the people that live in the senior living facility right Right. yeah yeah Yeah, i know it's it's very sad um that our city's not making more of an effort um for affordable living. I mean, I my quote that I coined is Mayor Pena always told us to imagine a great city, but we never imagined it wouldn't be for us. Oh. It's being built for I know, right? Yes. <laughs> like, I love that's that. me. Yeah. Sassy V, 19. Not, what is it? I'm like 19. I'm like, <laughs> 19. No, wait, no. It's like 2018. I'm like, wait a minute. 1892. Yeah. What? <laughs> Whatever. I'm like, where am I? You're making moves, though. You're making moves. Right? <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's the city's definitely being built for everybody else. Yeah. Um, I just am so grateful that my dad bought our house in 1961 for $10,000. Oh my gosh. And I'm sitting on a million bucks. Yeah. I mean, it's very, very fortunate. Well, to heck with those people who wouldn't talk to you and your enchiladas. Well, you're a millionaire, right? Well, thank you so much for your time. Oh, yeah. So well, I so hope you guys enjoyed our little tour today. It was great. I definitely appreciate that. It was a great time. So, how do people contact you if they need real estate advice? Well, my phone number is 303 868 8496. And I will say that um, I've been in the business nearly 25 years in both commercial and residential real estate and the way I set myself apart from every other realtor out there is I go above and beyond so not only do I provide above and beyond general real estate 
services, but I also stage my own listings. I also project oh. management, the um, remodeling, renovation of homes. So, and oh that includes managing all the trades as well as picking out all the finishes for an extra fee, of course, but it's still one st- stop shop right here with Sassy B. You're a busy lady. Awesome. <laughs> Beautiful. Get you busier. Yeah, yeah, thank you. All right. So, lots of fun things at the Oriental. And I'm sad about a few things I missed. Warren G. What? I know. I I was out of town. Yeah, so was everyone. I had no one to go with. So, I didn't want to bring my six and eight year old. (laughs) Thought that might be bad parenting. So, (laughs) but the sub dudes, I think I'm going to miss that one too. I'm going out of town tomorrow. Um, All the summer travels make me miss shows. Kiss Army, um, the Get Up Kids. The Faceless is coming on July 1st, and Code Orange on July 2nd. And I, then, yeah, if you want to laugh, July 6th, Matt Besser. Uh, the River, Arkansas, Whippoorwill, Willie T. Taylor. I know the Whippoorwill girls. They're friends of mine. Oh, okay. Go check them out. Awesome. Look at that. Another comedian, Mo Alexander, with Charlie Mullen, Anthony Crawford, and Mo Vida. Fun, fun. All right, check them out. Cool. TheOrientalTheater.com will give you more dates and details. We will see you again soon. uh, It feels reunited and it feels so good. So good. It's been too long.